What's up, guys? Welcome to the Full Feature Podcast. This week, we are talking about Star Wars, and it is a milestone podcast for it. But first of all, okay, I'm Tiernan. I'm here with Jack. I'm Jack. And Ian. I'm Ian. Thank you. But anyway, getting into this week's podcast, this is a passionate subject for us. We are all massive Star Wars fans. Massive. Like, I can say personally that the prequels were probably my segue into actual good film when I was a children. Wow. Like, when I was, like, six or seven, it got me into the original trilogy. And, like, the original trilogy, along with, like, Indiana Jones films and, like, Jaws and just all the old, like, Spielberg and his prime films are actually good films, mm. you know? So the prequels were kind of a segue into that mm. for me when I was a child. It was uh, Clone Wars. Saw the second half on RT's Big Big Movie. <laughs> One of the first movies I remember seeing on the TV. And then the week after... So RT actually did a really good, nice thing for like once. <laughs> so they actually had uh, Star Wars, the prequels, one and then two on at the week that the third one was coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. Which is lovely. Of course. I also yeah, saw yeah. the third one like four times in cinema. Yeah, I think as well, like, it's, it's, Star Wars is just huge. It's like part of pop culture. It's part of like history now. And like, that's just why you have to accept it. It's this cultural phenomenon now that, and I can't wait to talk about it, went from this kind of almost B-movie to this thing that's like, ingrained and like it's hard to find somebody who hasn't seen at least one star wars movie it is possibly like that comes to my head anyway it's definitely the biggest thing in pop culture i would say so like especially now that disney owns it yeah like i suppose how much like how broad you consider the term pop culture in terms of like film i would say that this is like maybe back to the future like (laughs) the future of star wars maybe um like i I feel like this is original 1977 a New Hope is the reason we blockbusters like we do today. True. Yeah. I know they say Jaws is like the biggest like summer movie. Summer blockbuster, but, like, but... Jaws is nothing compared to what Star Wars became. Which is funny because the original movies were basically just these weird campy kind of... Yeah, like they were, you know, they were slapped together kind of like essentially samurai films set in space. Yeah, that... he, was, he was inspired by Akira Kurosawa of and course. Seven Samurai. Yeah, and... of course. But the thing about it is as well... Put is... it in space, what am I? <laughs> I think we've kind of been avoiding this a little bit as well because while we have such a love and passion for Star Wars, I th- and I think I speak for every Star Wars fan when I say this, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say this. Uh, you can disagree with this format but I think the format that I would like to pursue this week is I would like to talk about each trilogy in like the original order that they came out of course and the order you're supposed to watch it in but I would also like to say good things about the trilogy before the bad things yeah I think that's probably <laughs> yeah, fair, that's fair because judging if you've listened to any of our pa- past podcasts that weren't even Star Wars related in the we slightest yeah we, we, we shit on it a lot so I'd, I'd like to I'd like to use this as more of kind of a positive podcast yeah, because we do absolutely. clearly love it you know even yeah. even the episodes we hate we do we do there's love. still great things about the like even the newest Star Wars there's yeah. some great things about that and the Mandalorian's coming out in like a, a week or two two weeks I think it yeah is, back on season two tomorrow. is going to be back on Disney Plus so, so it's a good time to talk about it now. It's a good time to get it. And our 30th podcast, a milestone podcast. And the first one we're filming. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> May as well talk about it. It's been bubbling. So let's get into it. Okay. Let's talk about the original trilogy that kicked it all off, really. 1977, A New Hope comes out. It's actually another thing that we should note is the original trilogy is episode four, five, and six. Then the prequel trilogy came out when we were kids, one, two, and three. And then in the last few years, we now know the sequel trilogy, so to speak, which is the Disney trilogy, Disney yeah, trilogy yeah. seven, eight, and nine. Um, a New Hope comes out. Um, 
it was not meant to be called Star Wars uh, four, uh, 4 it was just called Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars um, yeah. but then Empire and then Empire was called Episode, episode 5, five. <laughs> um, but A New Hope comes out um, I actually a, a really good story about this is so essentially George Lucas and Steven Spielberg actually were known for working on these at the time George Lucas was quite an accomplished director he had directed things like American Graffiti um, and I actually was when I was you know if you ask anybody about their opinion on George Lucas now it tends to be quite negative rightfully so i think but I, I he was an accomplished director before the star wars trilogy um he had made a science fiction called a movie called thx yeah. which was got a huge cult following and when you watch some of the footage from it it is very impressive visually which makes sense when you see star wars but then he had also done things like american graffiti which was a comedy and um, which had ron howard and harrison ford actually um and i remember watching a documentary about him at the time and he was a film student um, I think it was in LA and he was friends with Francis Ford Coppola at the time and he wanted to try and build up his repertoire with filmmaking and stuff and after he'd made THX it had gotten mixed reviews and stuff but a lot of people thought it was great and Francis Ford Coppola said if you really want to challenge yourself make a comedy movie because if you can make a comedy movie you can make any movie and he made American Graffiti and it was a, it was a massive hit yeah, yeah. and so then he, he decides to go back to science fiction he writes A New Hope and Steven Spielberg was attached to A New Hope and stuff as he well. He was the only... No, what Spielberg was was the only supporter. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Lucas brought this to the Directors Guild and they were like, this is tripe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you can't make this. And, this is um, awful. Essentially, uh, I'm just going to tell the story before we... To, to get the mood of Star Wars, they'd made this whole movie and Lucas was extremely nervous about how it was going to go down and it was premiering in Los Angeles and he was so nervous about it he couldn't even be there on the day and he got a phone call from his agent and they were like there is people queuing up to see this film mm. it was like rakes and rakes of people and he just couldn't believe it and within that within a few weeks star wars had solidified itself in like cultural it was a cultural phenomenon yeah. from from that moment yeah. on so let's talk about a new hope I, I have a great story about New Hope. So when I when we were coming back from Star Wars on the train in town, um, so what this is number uh, I was actually seven. Gonna bring this up as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we ran into our friend Izzy's dad. Shout out to Izzy as well. And we were like, oh, we've just gone to see like the newest Star Wars and like the latest trilogy. And he was saying, wow, I remember in nineteen seventy seven, I went to go see Star Wars. Then I came out of the theater, looked up at the sky, and just went, fuck me. There's no way that we're like alone in this that's planet. amazing because like people forget how much of a pioneer George Lucas was mm. how like the idea of this expanded universe and just how far you could take it was it hadn't even been like close to what George Lucas accomplished yeah. with the new hope hasn't even been like talked about at this stage no maybe in like graphic novels and you know maybe like obviously there was Lord of the Rings or whatever like but nothing put on screen and when you go back and you look at this movie this movie looks fucking great it, looks it is incredible. absolutely it looks incredible. incredible maybe that's because George Lucas is still touching it up to this day yeah. <laughs> but no we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. again we're staying away from the negative stuff in a bit yeah. but as well what this film has and it's I don't know how film moved away from this because Indiana Jones has this E.T. has this all these films have this not only is this like incre this incredible like sci-fi phenomenon and this huge universe it is also such like a grounded fun but not childish story it's a swashbuckling mm. adventure about a fish out of water it's very bread and butter yeah but it, it as you say it's transcends that and it's, it's essentially it's an epic movie yeah. i would say well, it would builds think. the world in about five ten minutes mm. like imagine watching this like in 1977 seeing like a spaceship come down seeing like a six foot three fucking darth vader strangling people and like 
using the lightsaber and all this crazy shit. I mean, that opening scene alone, where you have Princess Leia in the little escape ship, and then, you know, seconds into the shot, it's set in space. And it throws you right into it, and it's being tailed by this absolutely gargantuan ship, yeah. ship. And that immediately you're like, oh my god, I'm into this. You're yeah. just like, this mm. is going to be the best thing, the best thing and, it, and it has like, you from there like there's no there's no getting away from it like and it's mental to think like i was watching all of the main characters like audition tapes today in preparation for it just how nostalgic it gets like just seeing how young mark hamill was and carrie fisher and just rip carrie fisher by the way but like yeah <laughs> just how like amazing they were like off the rip and how there was so much like chemistry between chemistry bet- between all of them and it, it's so weird to think that like Harrison Ford like didn't have this role off the rip. No. Like I was looking into it. There's audition tapes of Kurt Russell doing this. Jack mm. Nicholson was up for the role. Uh, Christopher Christopher Walken was up Ooh. for the role. <laughs> Burt, Burt, Luke. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you turned... gotta destroy the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> My ship. <laughs> uh, but um. Burt Reynolds turned down the role, and it's just like, can you even imagine how much it would have changed if Burt Reynolds was the, the entire yeah. series? You know, it, like, it, it, well, I feel Harrison Ford is great because he fucking hates Star Wars. Like. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was really the, as well. He was the only kind of notable actor at the time. I think. Well, to be fair, I think that um, Carrie Fisher had obviously been in a, in a few things, and her mother was um, obviously a very famous actress. Um, yeah, her, I don't know. her name is Escape Me. I don't know. She's in Singing Security in the Security Phone. <laughs> <on me. laughs> She's in Singing in the Rain stuff. But so Carrie Fisher came from a very Hollywood background. Mark Hamill didn't. Mark Hamill was a complete outsider. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you can you can tell. tell. You can one hundred percent tell. Like Debbie like, Reynolds. Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Um, before <laughs> getting into young Jamie right pulling here. that up. Um, before getting into like the negative stuff again, but like no, yeah, Mark Hamill definitely like because a lot of people what I notice they always give shit to the people in like the later films. And like the original cast, Bar Harrison Ford, they weren't great actors. No, and and that was part of the charm. Yeah, of Star that was Wars. part of the charm exactly. Yeah. And I think people started taking it too seriously. Yeah, us included. Oh, you know, absolutely, hundred percent. It, it all started getting like a bit too. Like the first two movies are so much fun and they're so like not you. You can't even say that they're like you know they look grimy, but it's like there's fingerprints on Darth Vader's helmet yeah, you know, yeah. and shit like that yeah. so it's kind of like they were grimy in this grimy kind of world was, like, was sure. that intentional yeah. or was that because it well, was the, the it 70s. was actually though like it was pretty low budget props wise well this is yeah. the thing so A New Hope is borderline a B movie I would, imagine. I, I would argue I mean it's borderline I mean funding wise like you know the little cons that they have like the communicators between yeah, yeah. O, uh, between Ben Kenobi and Luke mm. they were women's razors yeah. <laughs> like they were, they were the handles of women's razors yeah. and like apparently an original lightsaber cost about $11 to make <laughs> and like the ones in the Disney store are like 45 euros <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty fucking sick though. Yeah. they are pretty sick um, but yeah another thing that was really interesting about A New Hope was as well is it has Alec Guinness in it who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi and like he's I watched him talk about he, this it's, he's like I had no idea what was fucking going he on he literally like, didn't do you mean you can watch him on I think it's the Dick Cavett show and they kind of said you know look you were like a thespian how did you end up in, in Star Wars and he always used to give it a bit of shit and he used to always slag it like and he always made out I'm above this but to be fair he, he kind of talked that after and was like I kind of was reading it and I saw Luke Skywalker and then I kind of went ugh and then he goes but then I read about Darth Vader and he kind of got me he goes and he goes the one thing I said about it was I kept turning the page he goes I didn't yeah. close the script and say 
get that fucking thing away from me. So he always begrudgingly was part of Star Wars, but I think he did have a little bit of a soft spot for it. Yeah. And that was all part of the charm. And I think George Lucas had that charm. He was clearly a nerdy guy yeah. back in the 70s. And everyone seemed to like him on set and stuff in the first one. It's worth noting, though, that he only directed A New Hope in the original trilogy. In the original trilogy, And yeah. then once it was so popular, a bunch of producers came in and were like, no, no, we're going to hand this over to, like, competent directors. Mm. Well, here, here's, like, the overall kind of fan argument. is There was a producer on A New Hope who was, like, a massive part of it called Gary Kurtz. And Gary Kurtz believed in the kind of grounded, organic the story. story, the human side of Star Wars, and wanted to progress that way, whereas George Lucas wanted fucking Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> well, he was he about wanted, the spectacle. He, he was yeah. about the spectacle more so than anything. And you can tell that because Gary Kurtz was a massive part of Star Wars between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And you, that is so obvious. And he, he wasn't in the rest of it. And Return of the Jedi even does. It does have like the bare bones of of uh, the prequels in it. You can see where the prequels were coming from down the line. Definitely. But what baffles me, and I never knew about this, especially in comparison to the other films, is A New Hope has six Oscars. Holy shit. Six. That's fucking mental. Empire has won. That is amazing. And Return of the Jedi has none. I think Empire, like I know we're, we're going to rank them at the end of this, I think Empire is leagues ahead of A New Hope, even though it, A New It's Hope, kind of universally known as everyone's favourite. As everyone's yeah, favourite. No, yeah, no, it is the best movie. It is the best one. But of course, I can see you have John Williams up. John Williams got an Oscar. Music in this entire is, saga. And is. I would argue, without John Williams' score, oh, I think these movies right, would yeah. nowhere be near the same. I mean that, that even the prequels. Ah, it's really, like, just watch scenes from the prequels. You're like the music is is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely stunning. Happening. And like it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, but the weird thing is, is that like we always talk about the Oscars and we always negatively talk about the Oscars, rightly so. I fucking hate the Oscars. Yeah, but um, it's mad to think that like such a sci-fi kind of didn't really take itself seriously film got six full Oscars like yeah and, and I think the thing about Star Wars was and everyone got one except George Lucas <laughs> <laughs> fucking good um, I think the thing about Star Wars as well was science fiction was always in a funny place um, before Star Wars because the biggest I, I would argue cultural science fiction thing was Star Trek before that and that was just a cheapy CBS show mm, yeah. um, but that had a huge dedicated fan base with lore Trekkies, behind like, it Trekkies you know there's always but, a fucking I mean, war between them and Star Wars <laughs> yeah, fans, but, and, like. and I, I argue it still rages on today a little bit yeah. but what Star Wars was it, while you had your intense nerds to it I think it opened it to a much more mainstream audience as well because it was a more accessible story and there was more of a sense of an adventure than Star Trek and, and it was really suitable for kids yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and adults, and it, adults. Hit, it hit all the bases yeah. like, like I mean, everyone who first saw the trilogy yeah. but it completely splits everyone because like say the kids that were watching A New Hope and the adults that were watching A New Hope were lost when it came to Return of the Jedi yeah I, I, like how I met your mother makes a joke it's like the Ewok rule is how old you can tell someone is someone is like, whether or not yeah. they like Ewoks or, or don't if they like don't like Ewoks, Ewoks exactly you know? yeah. and it's a little we can we can kind of argue that back about the prequels because yeah. we speak fondly of the prequels even though we are aware of their flaws I'm gonna say now this is for the people watching or the people listening you can tune out now because I prefer the prequels oh my god the older films. holy crap well, you, you prefer the prequels to like I the, original, the original trilogy. I have a serious, serious affinity for the prequels. I absolutely adore them. Like I realise that they are worse films. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I won't argue that for Fair. a second. As long, they as, long are worse films. as long as you're admitting you're Accepting right. Accepting like, 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 which, which film are you going to turn on? Like, Or are you more likely to turn on? Are you going to turn on Empire or are you going to turn on Revenge of the Sith? 
I mean, probably Empire. Really? <laughs> Revenge of the Sith oh, is of the Sith. so full and emotional. I love Revenge em- of the Sith. Empire is, like, what I would say would be the best. Yeah. Like, Return of the... Like, the, the third in the prequel trilogy is just, like, it's, you can stick it on whatever. It's a bit or like, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is oh, just enjoyable. Attack of the Clones doesn't do it for me. I think it has the worst, like... It's definitely like, the worst movie. I just hate the way the that Yoda is, like, line. some sort of fucking general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that just ruined Yoda for me. Yoda's supposed to be a wise old man. He's supposed to be a Jedi. Yeah, but I liked it as a kid, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, and cool. this is the body. This, this is the You were sold the Lego set, yeah. okay? Like, that's what you were sold. Yeah, yeah but at, at the same time, like, everything is uh, an action figure. Like, now we're getting into the criticism. Like, the older films, like uh, Boba Fett, uh, the Ewoks, and Palpatine, none of them were named. Mm. They all got their names and they all got their characters fleshed out because they needed to be sold yeah. In, yeah. in shops. Yeah. Oh, that's like, true, yeah. Han Solo was originally meant to die. Yeah. And Harrison Ford didn't want to do more than uh, more films. That's why he was frozen in Carbonite. Yeah. But George Lucas was like, well, I'm not killing them because then I can't sell more action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he Harrison did ruin them in the third movie, to be honest. Well, yeah. so let's, let's get back onto the, to the original trilogy because there is people out there, and I think people who grew up with the original trilogy, who literally only consider them... They die in a hill for it. Yeah, and they only consider them the good Star Wars movies. They, they, a lot of people don't see any good in the prequels. And, and you know, I, I follow a channel, Red Letter Media, and they a lot of their prominence came from Star Wars criticism. And it's just very interesting to see how they experienced the prequels because we experienced them as children. We were going yeah. to like them anyway. That's the truth. Yeah. If you liked Star Wars, you were going to like the prequels. Now, upon rewatching them, as you say, Tiernan, I can accept they're bad movies. They have so many flaws. They're badly made in certain parts. But I still really like them and I still think there's lots of good things about them. There is tons of people out there who look at the prequels with still with such hate. I think, I, I'll say this now going into it, that one of my friends has a little brother and he watched Rise of Skywalker with his little brother. I absolutely detested the last trilogy. Disney, mm. I don't think I'll ever come around with that. I think they have very little redeeming qualities, almost none. But the little brother loved it. So there you go. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is the problem. In, in 20 years' time, he might still defend that film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder, is that the same case? Uh, is that what Star Wars is kind of doomed to? Because if we're talking about the original trilogy, they are a very simple story. And each film hits all the perfect points. You know what I mean? So you've got A New Hope. You know, it sets it up where Luke Skywalker... Great is a, world building. He's a nobody living on this, like, it's equivalent to a desert. He gets swept up with, uh, to save this princess... Um, along the way he meets like a grimy swashbuckling kind of smuggler guy he's also with the wise old man then he finds out that he's he has the force and he's he's part of this bloodline that was a powerful you know he, he's, he, he has the force essentially you get everything in it you know they just they destroy the death star you know it's essentially a MacGuffin but kind of but you know it's this big world destroyer spaceship the plans are the plans are like the biggest MacGuffin yeah yeah and it's it's perfect and it fits perfectly and then the second one picks up you know they've stuck their part of this rebellion now it gives you a little bit of a low point the second one everyone talks about the second one because it has a bit of a sad ending yeah um, and the you know, twist the yeah, twist and, is and, like the twist is so underrated yeah because it's talked about so much in pop culture where it's like the Simpsons family guy it's been it's been everything's done yeah. everything's done yeah, a you million times and it like back in when this came out, it was literally like, "What the fuck?" Can you imagine being in the cinema in the nineteen eighties? Yeah, you know that George Lucas went to a child psychologist, and the child psychologist advised him to have Yoda in Return of the Jedi confirm that Darth Vader was in fact Luke's Luke's father. Because, no because way. He he theorized that audience would just blatantly not accept it. 
They, they were literally just Unless like, it was told to them by a trusting yeah. character. <laughs> so Yoda. <laughs> Which I think is crazy. That's amazing. Like, that is amazing. Like, and that's another thing. So like, you know, you look at how they went about the Empire Strikes Back. Everything was so... I don't want to say like calculated because I think that they tried to calculate the Disney franchise so much and it was fucking disaster. Mm. Whereas, but it was so calculated. Was because, calculated. Sorry, as in like they overcalculated. It was like we can do this, th- we can follow all these things, and then it became a mess. Whereas I think the original trilogy, you have your fish out of water story at the start, your, your team building. I I always say this that it was it was George Lucas wrote a core story yeah. and different directors took it on. Yeah. Well, well, that's partially true because when A New Hope came out, the original draft for Empire is completely different and there's a novelization um, of the of Empire before it came out. And it's not called Empire Strikes Back, but it's essentially a sequel to A New Hope. Because another thing that should be acknowledged about the original trilogy was these movies came out years apart. Like, 77 was when... Um, a new hope. A new hope yeah, comes then out. 80, and then I think eighty three or eighty one or eighty three. You know that's that's quite a big gap for big those gap. movies to be made. Because it was year year year. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the you know the, the Disney ones, it's like they churn them out. There's yeah. a Star Wars every year. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, so th- there was definitely more thought and effort come that went into it, and there was probably script tweaks and stuff and all. Whereas you got the impression that wasn't the case with the prequel franchise whatsoever. Well, with the prequels, what I what I would say, and this is my argument as well, is that George Lucas had an amazing core story throughout the three films, but he just directed them awfully, and I, every I, like tributary character was awful. Yeah, I I think the thing is about George Lucas was as well is he's not the best writer. That's the truth. Mm. I don't think he is, and there's there's. I mean, when you watch... But this... I think Palpatine's Rise to Power is incredible. No, no, look, we'll get into that stuff. But, uh, but like I will say, it. I actually think that the core story is of the prequels is far more intelligent than the original. Oh, it's intelligent, but it's also... Like, but it's flawed. Not Star Wars. Yeah. It's, no, yeah. what it was is it's too broad. And he didn't have someone to rein him in and say, all right, come on, like... Yeah, he, he, he surrounds himself. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. writing this yeah. massive, sprawling story. And there's a reason that there's a animated series in between the second and the third to movie. Fill in the gaps. to fill in the gaps like, yeah. the most annoying thing about the third movie is it's like Palpatine's been abducted and it's like off screen I mean yeah. that opening scene's amazing anyway yeah. I think that's how the, the crawl starts it literally yeah, it says is. Palpatine's yeah. been abducted yeah. and the second movie ends on such a dud like the Clone Wars is a bit like it ends I'm pretty sure like Obi-Wan's at the at the wedding at, of, of of Anakin and, 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 yeah. Anakin. and Anakin's got a robot arm it's like but look we'll get into that we will yeah. that's to try and get some flow yeah. yeah um but i think the third movie is always the one in all of the trilogies the one that kind of misses out and well except for the prequels but uh like i don't know like return of the jedi yeah return of the jedi is good but then also has like the christmas special the ewoks don't don't vibe with that at all i really really dislike the ewoks i just think it's I like I like them as a kid. I mean, you can say that about. But they're everything. there to sell toys. They're they're there, to they're sell yeah, exactly. They, like, like the they were get, the more that you realize, like your most beloved franchise is basically just a cash cow. Yeah, it's yeah, like everything yeah. is basically like driven by money. Yeah, but I mean uh, that's why they altered even in you know Return of the Jedi they altered um, stormtrooper outfits because you can sell more toys instead of your standard stormtrooper. Now you have Endor stormtrooper. Endor stormtrooper. You know what I mean? Which like, I appreciate. Yeah, no, you know? no look, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate that. And I, I mean, I think... I actually kind of love that. I think the beauty of the original ones was there was a lot of effort put into set designs, into, you know, 
you know, you know, character designs and costumes, and, and they were all practical effects. I mean, yeah. one one of the best things that came out of Star Wars was the company Industrial Light and Magic, which was set up by George Lucas, and they were essentially tasked with doing all the VFX for mm. Star Wars. And when you watch how they make them, amazing. I mean, it was literally just taking yeah miniatures miniatures like this, you know, attaching a little firework onto them, blowing them up, and filming them, and you know. When you watch the, the, that chase in, in A New Hope, you know, the, the the Death Star chase and they're getting shot down, it's still as exciting as any massive battle dressed up with VFX that we yeah. have now. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, you know, we're talking about Revenge of the Sith, that opening scene I think is spectacular and I loved, I loved it. But another thing was, they weren't, you know, these films were made back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. They weren't afraid to like, you know, Stormtroopers aren't clones. They're fucking they're guys yeah. soldiers they weren't afraid to kill stormtroopers and be like you know they're just the bad guys and they fucking die mm. you know this was the issue with the prequels because it, it was like when they took the approach with the prequels it was like these are kids movies and yeah, it was like absolutely. no no it's clones and robots they do chop off Jango Fett's head that's true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still, still very kind of like PG yeah like Han Solo in the original well like A New Hope um, the humor is a lot. The humor is a lot older. Yeah. It's mm. a lot quippier. Revenge mm. of the Sith. Like he, he's a bad guy. Like he shoots that guy first. I don't care how many Greedo, fucking. Yeah. I don't care how many times that you. George Lucas George has edited. Lucas snaps his neck to make him fucking move. Like I watched the video on today. And he like, literally. He snaps his fucking neck that. trying yeah, to get yeah. him to move. Like that's pointless. It's not. He's trying to remake Star Wars in a in like his perfect vision when like everyone was just saying it's fine. Yeah. It was a movie back made yeah. back in like the late seventies. Like you see, have you ever watched the New Hope where where they like superimpose Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, in yeah. The, it in looks the so scene much worse. The, yeah, it's so much awful worse. and it's so out of place. Well, actually, a funny thing about that is they shot that scene obviously back in you know seventy seven, um, but they actually had cast an actual. Slug. <laughs> it was a real slug. George Lucas actually genetically engineered a slug. <laughs> no, it was a, they got a human actor to play him. He's a Scottish guy. He's got a full costume and all. And he's walking around talking to Han and he, he says all the lines that Jabba says translated in English. Um, so they shot the scene and then they decided, no, no, we'll, we'll make him an alien after. And mm. they, they cut the scene. Um, now they decided to put the scene back in and we'll get into this as issue is the problem with a lot of people have with Star Wars is George Lucas going back and putting his mucky prequel fingers all over yeah. the original franchise because you I'm know the, I'm all over the prequels yeah and like I mean a lot of the argument is once you put a movie out there it's no longer yours it's I, the audiences I fully agree yeah like, but well, I think time, like, I think I think people would have been happy if he went back and edited them, and you can get the edited versions, but you can also get the original, the original versions. Yeah, it's near it's impossible, impossible to get to the get original anything versions. like it was in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, it's because there wasn't there wasn't DVDs. You had like VHS. You can't find the Luke and Leia proper kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went looking. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch the Star Wars Christmas special though. Which you can, is the this piece of Christmas thing ever. Yeah. We will be doing it for Christmas. We will yeah, be doing, we'll be doing a full episode. Christmas, but that. it is just, like if you have, I don't know, I think it's like nine, no, not even, I think it's like 60 minutes long, maybe 50 or 60 minutes. Yeah. It, it's yeah, just weird. It's just bizarre. It's just so weird. It centers around the Wookiees, which I also kind of dislike. But well, he, like to get into George Lucas a bit more, like he was just, he was a bit of a dictator over the whole franchise. And of course it was his. And then, uh, I mean, that's cool and all, but like, how did he just not have a group of people around him being like, you cannot do this. Like, you are not getting funded for this. Mm. But like, I love the stories where the guy who's playing Darth Vader, I don't have his name, it's something Prouse. Uh, it's, um, is that Earl? 
It's not, no, it's not um, Earl Jones. No, I know that. Uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking James about. James Earl Jones. Is that, he did no, the voice. James Earl Jones did the voice. But uh, it's something prayers. What's the. Uh, it was the guy who was in the body David Prowse yes David Prowse so they, 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 wanted a, they wanted a white guy in uh, at the body <laughs> no, but they, they wanted a black voice no they wanted a tall guy not a white guy but, it, but they when they took off the head he was like obviously because Luke's well, I suppose yeah, but, I mean, but they wanted a black guy's I mean, voice yeah they wanted a black guy's voice <laughs> but anyway that's aside from the point anyway David Prowse leaked that uh, Darth Vader was Luke's, Luke's. Uh, thing. but he let him play him for the next two movies and at the very last minute in Return of the Jedi when uh, the mask comes off Vader replaced the actor no way oh he definitely did that to spite <laughs> he did great. yeah and then uh, like your man David Prowse actually ended up in like an anti-Lucas documentary no and uh, Lucas blacklisted him like said he'll never have anything to do with Star Wars ever again that is insane it is yeah and you know as well yes, like, he really was the villain <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he's like so controversial because like the director's guild like he left the director's guild and Steven Spielberg was originally meant to direct Return of the Jedi Return of the Jedi yeah and he wasn't allowed because he was a unionized, he was a unionized director, yeah, director you know yeah, yeah, which is exactly. awful like George why couldn't you just <laughs> and, you know who else was meant to direct um, Return of the Jedi David Lynch was approached to oh, Return Jesus. of the Jedi. Thank like, fuck. Yeah, David and Lynch you should. Jedi. There's a if any of you guys can look this up at home if you're any watching or listening, look up David Lynch talking about Star Wars. There's a little clip of him in an interview. And it's the funniest fucking thing ever. Because you know, like David Lynch is just so dry. Yeah, like, yeah. Like what he's like going, he's like I had this meeting with George Lucas and he was telling me about Wookies and Ewoks and I was getting a headache and I was like what is that crap <laughs> like he literally it was because he had done Dune so it was like oh he's, he can do yeah, a, yeah, a sci-fi movie sci-fi, yeah. but like David Lynch God knows what he would have done like Jabba's policy would have been disgusting <laughs> would have been, been so much sex I just don't need that much <laughs> but so you know if we talk about the, the original trilogy I think the reason we're talking about it so much is because they're, you know, it's very, people listening, the odds are you will have seen these films. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine anyone listening to this. And you can't really be too mad at anything that you don't like about these films because they've done so much for film in general. Exactly. So much for Star Wars. They are brilliant films. And there yeah, is no, like, like, this was the start of, like, fandom. This was the start of, like, you know, cra- this was the start of people li- lining up at midnight to watch movies. This was like when a trailer for a Star Wars movie came dressing out. Dressing up. People dressing up. People would record it on their, like, oh, they're going to show a Star Wars ad tonight in the fucking Super Bowl. I, I need to record that. The 80s it, must you know have me? been lit. Insane. It must Copious have been. Of cocaine. <laughs> I would have loved, no, that's the other side of it. <laughs> One side is like, America's plagued with cocaine. The other side is like, but it's also plagued by like Ghostbusters. <laughs> and Star Wars. <laughs> and memorabilia. But anyway, I think that there's a lot of positive things that like can be said about the original. Not a lot of negative. So let's get into the prequels. The prequels. Yeah. I, like, I think that the prequels are almost salvaged by meme culture I think that meme culture definitely, did this a definitely. lot of favors and that means there's a, you know I, I think the fact that something gets memed a lot means there's actually a lot of love behind it I think it's a good indication oh well of yeah like, I mean like know. even like these aren't the droids you're looking for yeah one of the earliest scenes in Star Wars yeah bit, like one of the biggest memes ever yeah and, and like even with the prequels while they have their flaws <laughs> their flaws I think we should talk about how batshit crazy everybody went when the prequels came out and there's a really good documentary called The People vs. George Lucas and it really captures the anger when those films came mm. out and how also horrible 
the the Star Wars fan base is, which I still think it is today. Yeah. I mean, oh, including, including us, including us. It's yeah, what, but you I know, don't. I don't publicly like go after John Boyega on Twitter. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, we, we do go after them on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I think there's a difference between valid criticism of movies to people who genuinely hated. were like hated everybody who was involved with them, and and. You know, a, a huge argument is it's your fault for getting so attached to these films. I think the biggest thing is that these films have that effect on you. You feel yeah. so attached to you to them, and like they're they're just your childhood. And you know the way each film has like a working title. The, <laughs> Attack of the Clones working tar- a title was The Adventures of Jar Jar Binks. From stop. <laughs> and it, it got leaked. Oh my god. Yeah. So, he, but it, like, it was a totally like just kind of to, to, to rile people up. Also, like. kind of weirdly racist. Oh yeah. There's like a weird... Jamaican stereotype basically. Yeah, and, and there's also... Um, well, I mean like I suppose that's kind of like if you see Jar Jar Binks as a Jamaican stereotype, is that not your issue? No, no, it's, it's, it's known. It's known. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's clearly George Lucas going, ah, let's make him like a Jamaican guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he did the same with um, the Federation aliens at the start who are clearly Chinese yeah. people. Yeah, you know what I mean? like it's no, like, well, that, that that's like a, a definite like punt to, to the Asian. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's like he made these kid these movies for kids, but then put the plot for adults in. That's the perfect way to describe the. Yeah, parents. it's about basically about like the rise of like a fascist dictator group, like and rising. That, that's incredible. Though. And the end of democracy yeah. in, a, in an intergalactic it, senate. You know what I love for these movies? The aesthetic of the Disney, uh, trilogy with the story of, of the, the prequels. prequels because the prequels like the first movie is like weirdly colourful yeah. it's also extremely yeah. boring yeah. like you come into a Star Wars film you're expecting like when we like let's look at even the first of the Disney um prequel and like the first of the original trilogy like you're still having like a, a fun time you know like there's lots of action lots of adventure this one there's like a really good lightsaber battle at the end which I feel is that's why you watch it it's why you watch it for the very end but like the character there's no real main character in the first one there's no main character this is the issue and it's like it's like who is you know like there's Qui-Gon Jinn but like he's not really like there's no relationship between him and everyone I don't feel whatsoever also what's the story with the way they talk because no other fucking universe has like the way that they talk in this movie yeah and like I think the weird thing about the prequels was you watch you compare this to A New Hope and the opening scene them getting you know as I said this star base getting chased and then you know even Empire the opening scene is you know Hoth and like immediately you're like you're sucked in and like the opening scene to Return of the Jedi is Jabba's palace you know the opening scene to to a fa- the Phantom Menace which also what the fuck does that title mean the Phantom Menace like it's what? I, I saw a guy rearrange all of the titles of Star Wars in what they should be the title of and the it makes it, it makes it makes a lot more sense. I think the Phantom Menace is kind of like the hidden evil. So I it, thought it was dark. It, yeah. it should kind of be the Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah. I thought he was a menace, and he was quite fancy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a menace. Like most what? underused villain of all time. Oh, no. wait, 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 wait. We'll get to that. We we yeah. let let's let's go through the good things about it because I actually I I really do love the prequels. I think that there's so much elements of the prequels that's absolutely incredible. Like you pod can get racing. Pod, the pod racing. And every, everyone talked scene. everyone talked about pod racing when that came out. Yeah. And Darth Maul. Like just out of the first film those things are incredible. Liam Neeson's pretty good in this. I love Liam Neeson's quite good. Seeing a young uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor is far beyond 
the original Ben Kenobi. Like Ben Kenobi as a character. He's my favorite Jedi. He's a, he's the best Jedi. Jedi so in the he's movies. the main Jedi, which yeah. is crazy. You never like the main character, mm-hmm. you know. And he's got sick lightsaber as well. He Green. has a sweet. And as it progresses, I know you were saying that they're a lot more childish. Anakin commits genocide in two of these films. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes, in, he goes into a Tusken Raider village and kills not only the men but, but the, the women. women and the children. Padme is also like, like maybe twenty years older than him. Yeah, yeah, like that's the funny thing in the first one. Like Padme is pretty chill. Yeah. Why, why, why didn't they just get Hayden Christensen? Like I'm sure he was like 2001. came out. When did the next one come out? I feel like the Clone Wars is like lost in time. Like someone the, tell the, me that was, that came out in like 2000X. It's, I believe them. What year did Attack of the Clones come out? Was I don't have my phone on me. I think I think Revenge of the Sith came out in 2004 or 5. I think around that time. And then I Attack of the Clones 2002? 2002? 2002. Wow. Wow, they fucking churned these out. But like yeah. I said before this, like the first... Uh, A New Hope had a lot of like rewrites and like... Um, Let's lot change of re- things. Like reshooting. This had nothing. No. So it was that you like it was yeah. just, it was just released. Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty obvious that George Lucas had the three movies mapped out for the prequels compared to the original trilogy because I think he, they were a lot more mapped out. He yeah. made much more changes between you know what during the filmmaking process. He he went back and changed things. Like and Phantom Menace was was actually uh, I saw Mace, uh, Samuel Mace Windows, Samuel <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson talking about it today. Apparently there was actually four reshoots for Attack of the Clones. But I don't think that's unheard of on like an, an incredibly big block. But yeah, no, it's, there's going to be reshoots. But and uh, the, he re-released Phantom Menace, which brought it up for him. I think it was at like about 600 million in the box office. Uh-oh. But it, <laughs> it, it brought it up to... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It brought it up to around 1 billion on its second release. So that does kind of show like the, the fan base of this. But I, I do think you're right. I think that it was a lot more meticulous. I think that... The original Star Wars trilogy is a lot more of a standard story and it works for it a lot better. Mm. But I think that if you're looking at the original prequels, if you're looking at it from a story sense, it's extremely meticulous. And it's a it's a political coming of coming to power. Yeah. Palpatine's an incredibly impressive character until the end. Yeah. When he starts growling. If you had if you had amazing <laughs> writers for this story, if Lucas was the guy who was like, I want these plot points, and then he, he had a lot of yes men with him. So these plot points, the studio was like, right, we'll do this, and we'll get to the best writers in Hollywood, and we'll make it fucking class. And you have McGregor playing Obi Wan, and he'll be fucking class. And then amazing. we'll have Hayden Christensen, and he'll be okay. I suppose. <laughs> he'll be uh, as okay as Mark yeah. Hamill with good writing, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll have we'll, we'll have all these cool like um like have all the cool stormtroopers that aren't stormtroopers you can have like all the droids and stuff we can all do that but it's also going to be this amazing like political thriller but he, he shot too far for what he can do in terms of like Star Wars run everything yeah yeah and it feels like he, he just what it means to... I, I don't actually think it's down to his individual writing I think it's that there was no one around him to say like what there was the no Gary Kurtz from the yeah. original films to say look like you gotta you gotta bring it down like Jar Jar Binks is a ridiculous character. Like, he was basically the replacement for Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it, like, there was no way that was ever going to be the case. No, like, and, and, like, another thing about it was, as well, is, like, when you look at, like, I know you're saying Lucas is writing. I think Lucas isn't bad at, at stories. I think that's where his thing exactly, is. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, there's a lot more that goes into a screenplay than just the story. And you can see that in A New Hope. There's some really cheesy lines in it. Like, Princess Leia kind of changes her accents to kind of semi-British to American half. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit like, I mean, the, the perfect part is when Peter Cushing, who played, um, what was his name again? Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. 
and you know he's this like imperial villain yeah. and like Leia walks in she's like oh I recognise your foul stench like that's real Lucas stuff and that kind of was phased out in the later films the dialogue in the prequels is so clunky and mm. so all over the place it is and very when you're it's a, a clunky ki- movie when you're, ki- you're a kid you don't movies, notice yeah. that yeah and look it's not something I get hung up on but it does make you when you watch them again these older you kind of can't help kind of go Ugh. well like well, the action's also pretty poor well you know what this goes I back to Lucas's I, I think that the action's far better than the original well it goes back to Lucas's reliance on As CGI that. well here, here's I don't think it's that bad in these movies here's no a, the CGI is good here's a fact for you the only scene in Phantom Menace without special effects in it in the entire film is one single shot where there's gas coming out coming of the vent yeah. in the first scene of Phantom Menace yeah. and it is a microsecond of a shot and the rest all have special effects in it mm, yeah. so that just shows how much of a U-turn he took from his practical effects yeah. but at the same time that's an era thing yeah no every movie in like the, the early 2000s yeah and like look the, the CGI holds up in these films like there is tons of early 2000s sci-fi movies that had look terrible, terrible. Yeah. like you know your Van Helsings and stuff like that Van Helsing like, is such a weird they look movie. terrible but the, 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 the CGI in you know he put effort into these things you see the one thing I can't say about George Lucas is that he's lazy he's not yeah. lazy you know no, he, he cares about the franchise the problem is you know he, he just went overboard with the prequels and you can actually watch behind the scenes footage before the first one was released The Phantom Menace and it's in the DVD features and you can actually see there's a moment where they're, they're watching the final cut essentially <laughs> and George literally goes I think I might have gone a bit too far in a few places and no he goes a bit, I think I put in a bit too much Jar Jar yeah yeah go, no but then there's parts in that where he's like Jar Jar is the key to this whole thing <laughs> like what Jar 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 that is like a, a fan theory. Oh, that's a like fleshed out comic I think yeah. isn't it Jar Jar uh, Jar yeah no there's so many different Star Wars comics that are now not canon because Disney bought Disney them all bought and said them all. oh all these great stories that you have actually didn't happen uh, there is an alternate Star Wars universe uh, in a comic book that came out directly after the original trilogy. This is just a fun fact where uh, Leia ends up. Um, Luke dies on. Um, uh, Luke dies Endor? before. Yeah, on Endor before uh, Han can get to him. And basically, uh, Leia gets captured and she ends up killing Darth Vader and then she ends up becoming. Um, a Sith? A or? Sith, yeah. And then, like, Han Solo's to take her down. The original Whoa. trilogy was supposed to end. That's insane with Luke picking up Vader's helmet after killing him, putting it on and saying, now I am Vader. <laughs> Which imagine if that was the original. Well, I mean, so, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be so, talking about so it. So sorry, that's another thing. I mean, the original trilogy, for its all its, for its few flaws, I would say, not even many flaws, it's so perfectly packaged. Yeah, and it's a lovely little package. It just ends so perfectly. And it, wraps well, it is, so it's, nice. it's bow tied, you know. Yeah. This wrap the prequel this, yeah. does not have the prequels do not have they that. wrap up in terms of fan service so like Obi-Wan like picking up the lightsaber at yeah, the end just to yeah. set up everything and then the baby getting delivered and yeah you know yeah. Bal Organa takes Leia and you know I think another thing is that the problem with Star Wars and I've mentioned this in the past is I don't think there's that much lore in Star Wars because it all came from George Lucas's brain he fletched it out to the point of the prequel franchise a bit and then the fans did the rest the fans did the it's rest it's not yeah. like a novel mm. and I think you know sometimes when you hear about when you read some of the fandom it is like why 
why the hell How would you write you, this? Yeah, why does that exist? Why does that exist? Talking about the fucking color of it, like a starship trooper. Like according to fandom, boot. Star Wars, it's Darth Vader's costume. Every one of those buttons does something. It does something, yeah. No, it's it was a cheapy thing that yeah, they yeah. slapped together in the seventies. It's got it's, fingerprints it's, on it yeah, everywhere. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not that deep. And I, the problem is with the prequels is it made it deep. It's and it, so deep. And it allowed fans it's run so with it. Deep. It allowed fans run with it. And, and then there's like, like different variations of everything. Yeah. And one of the great things that they have in the original trilogy is the design. They were so fucking lucky with the design. Mm. This is a great design. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic up to this day. Can you think Iconic. of a single ship that is in the prequels? Maybe Star Trek. Maybe. No, but I'm even talking within Star Wars. So say the, pre- oh, the prequel franchise. Any ships that stick out in your mind? Uh, I like the yellow fighter things. No, oh, yeah, yellow. I like that. Yeah, but the still. Naboo. Did you like them? I don't know. I, had this I thought game. they were very Star Wars game, game where it was like a little like Naboo kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Naboo yeah, yeah. TIE Fighter or something. Well, that's another thing. I liked the world building in, in terms of like the, act- and like the actual planets in the prequels were cool. I mean, because they were allowed to do a lot more. You had Coruscant, which is like a city, an entire yeah. planet that's mm. a city. You have Naboo, which is like, you know, it's beautiful lakes and kind of like a lot of majesty to it. They go yeah, back. That's a, that's a villa in Italy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go back to Tatooine, you know, this horrible desert planet. You've got one of my favorite planets was Camino in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it's just raining all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and like even the Battle on Geonosis, all, all like these different things. I like. I don't know where you are going with the fact that like you don't rather it expanded. Well, like, like, I, even I like, think even that... like the Clone Wars series, the animated series, yeah, fucking incredible. No, the, no, I mean the it's relationship. Good. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but it's the relationship, though, the the relationship between Anakin and Obi Wan is why I love Star Wars. Between both Attack the uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, mm. yeah. because look, like Luke and Han has a have a great relationship. Like Leia and Han have a great relationship. I lo- I love the chemistry they all had, but I. St- Still don't think anyone holds a patch to fucking Ewan and Hayden. <laughs> like, and it's not from their actual relationship on screen. It's from their character's relationship in general. Well, this is the problem because, you know, my biggest problem with... And this is where I'm actually going to pick out on the filmmaking problems. You look at, you know, the cast Hayden Christensen as Anakin. He's an old Anakin in the second one. Uh, you know, fucking big spoiler. Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. And that's what the original prequels were always intention. It was about to see how Anakin goes from the force to the dark side um, and you know look I don't think it does it that badly but they do weird things because you're told in it no Obi-Wan and Anakin are best mates that, that's that's what they're told mm. they keep splitting them up in two movies and attacking yeah, clones God, all they, they split them, them up within the first fucking, but that, yeah, 20 minutes Jedi's together now. yeah and then yeah. in Revenge of the Sith that's the exact same thing it. happens you have an opening scene with the two of them and you know I quite like it you know it's, mm. it's not Hayden Christensen isn't the best because of George Lucas's direction and his writing. He's an actor who needed direction, direction, and solid, really solid badly, script writing, and yeah. like another take. Yeah, just another, just take. another take, just another take. Just another take. before you go into the trailer, there, buddy. Just another take. Well, like, it was also like in the era where there like was no such thing as a good child actor except for Macaulay Culkin. Mm. Yeah, and like having the previous film, like having to follow the act of that kid who was just I forget what his name is. It's something Lloyd, uh, Charlie Lloyd or something. Uh, yeah, but so. but anyway, following him, it was just he was never going to be liked. Also, well, the I might kid add, was terrible. He, no, look, he, he was terrible, right? But I, I it should wasn't also his add, fault either, though. Those no, movies, he's just a kid. Those movies ruined that, that guy's life. Oh he no, got, fucking Christian. Sorry, Jake. no, sorry, Jake. Uh, I, I Jake, do feel bad because he wasn't that bad. The dialogue is really shitty. 
But like, yeah, his life is not. I mean, he's way well. too young. I mean, he got he got death threats. So he got many death so threats. So much shit just for being in a fucking movie. And he he, he said he like looks rough there. Doesn't yeah, he, he, he said. He just, he, well, the Daily Mail writing about this. So I don't know how true it is. But yeah, it looks like a prisoner. <laughs> but he said that you know it turned him off acting, and that's terrible. That's absolutely horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this is well, where. Think about Natalie Portman. I mean, Natalie Portman was on on the role for being an incredible actress. She did turn out very well anyway because she like, got lucky. Her role in Leon. Yeah, she got very lucky. Do you think those movies could have destroyed? Oh, her. oh, I thought you meant she got lucky, like succeeding after. No, no, she's a, she's yeah. an incredible actress. She's an incredible actress. But those movies. Could have tanked her career. I could have made her toxic. She is terrible in them, and that's why I think giving Hayden Christensen like that bad a rep, like he should get the same rep rep as Mark Hamill for me. Because yeah, like I don't think a lot worse. I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's like oh my god. No, I'm not. I'm not literally being like that is appalling. Like even some of the shots in Revenge of the Sith, you know, when he's turning into Vader and you see his face, the guy looks scary. You know, he looks fucking menacing. You know what I mean? But he came across as a whiny teenager because that's how George Lucas wrote him. He, mm. he was like, extremely whiny. He's whiny. He did go on about how he hated sand. Oh my yeah. god! Well, we that, was, that was that was. But like, that's what everyone said. It's like, why is Anakin's like transition from this like Jedi monk technically into this horrible villain that kills everyone, is is about like moaning yeah. rather mm. than him just kind of seeing the flaws with the Jedi or being angry. Yeah, like, you don't really ever see him like burst out in anger and like I don't know fucking. Except, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like even like use like electric fucking dark force powers or anything. He just, well, he, just could, he could never do that. That's back to that's like back to the Pat, he, he would have killed Palpatine, Palpatine long before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the prequels. I think you see it's really interesting to watch them watch the reaction because also the prequels came at a time when the internet was becoming a thing as well. Mm. Like people when the when the first one when it, when the Phantom Menace came out, people, people used to this. buy tickets to the cinema just to watch the trailer. And then they'd fucking leave. Yeah. It was this huge build-up. And then the reaction was people came out and they liked it at first. And they came out and they're like, yeah, it was There's so many awesome. videos online where people I like, this is the greatest movie ever. And then upon a few watches again... That's how I felt. felt. Yeah. That's how I felt <laughs> uh, in, with the Disney. Like, the first movie of the Disney trilogy was a lot of it. fun. Yeah, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I gotta say, it's I a re- absolutely it's a, adored it. Like, it's, a, it's a complete remake of, like, a new stuff you already know. Yeah. But it's like, wow, this is fucking good shit. Yeah. And then they've upped... I mean, it doesn't have that aesthetic of the of the prequels where it's kind of like mid noughties yeah. doesn't look the best yeah, it, looks, yeah. it looks it's kind of looks grown amazing. up it's a grown up grown Star Wars up, yeah. it's like I'm saying if they had the prequel story with like the aesthetic of the sequels of the sequels yeah I don't know what to fucking call them it's just, so just Disney's just Disney's <laughs> but like th- those movies look great uh, lots of like callbacks there's a significant death like there's a little bit of weight in the movie there's yeah. great um uh, lightsaber battles like a couple of times and that lots of action you know yeah. you want action in your yeah. Star Wars and I just feel like the prequels especially the second one the second one's such a filler movie for me like what happens it, it is it's like, basically I mean, Palpatine building his two armies so he can have a fake a lot of like behind you see the issues with the prequels story is that a lot of it's behind the door political action yeah. that is heavily implied and you know that it's going on and, and that's in direct contrast with what Jack said about it's this political thriller but you, then you've got like Uba Juba on fucking yeah. like, uh, like what is it De- Dexter in the diner <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like where can I find this guy and Dexter's yeah, like, like I'm not a character <laughs> he's just like scratching his ass and on you're like what yeah. the yeah. fuck yeah. and it's like why is this in it but like 
the assassination attempt on Padme comes to mind. Yeah. With the, how am I going to kill this princess? With worms. Yeah. With space but worms. It, it's so strange, like, how much effort actually went into this. Like, it kind of shows just how bad the writing was, because I read I read today that over 200 actresses auditioned for Padme. And you went with Kieran Knightley? And, no, Natalie Portman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. I know, you know, like, Kieran Knightley... They're the same person. Kieran Knightley <laughs> didn't get the job. But like, like once you the difference between these two. Uh, is it is it Natalie is it Natalie uh, Coppola? Nat- uh, no, Natalie uh, Coppola? Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola, sorry, yeah, I don't I don't have my phone again. But um she was also one of the guards alongside of Kira Knightley, and I thought that that was deadly as well. Yeah, so, so like, they, they made were, her they made her a decoy. Yeah, a decoy. Yeah, and, and that was a good that was a good little addition, you know what I but mean? But at the same time, like they're doing that with Padme's character, but like uh, Darth Maul was just Ray Park, who was a it was a stunt double. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> he's they there. were just kind of like, he's, he's deadly, but they didn't even let him talk. Like, no. that's how little they trusted him. Yeah. And he, then, I, I noticed today, he's actually Toad in X-Men. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> that's that's like his other man. role. What the hell? That is yeah. insane. No, no, yeah. How did I not even, that is, that is amazing. What happens to Toad when he's struck by lightning? <laughs> the same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> but, um, I think, look, I think that the, the prequels, everyone's very harsh on them. I think in many ways, yeah, they are terrible films. They made a lot of bad choices. Like, while Jar Jar from the first film gets phased out through the other two films, the droids also, like, their mental state <laughs> deteriorates. <Yeah. laughs> and they're just the these, droids like... droids are the most infuriating thing ever. They're just these, like, inept idiots. things. Yeah, just, they are just idiots. Like, like, why would you build? Why <laughs> <laughs> okay, what well, like I love that. I love those little quirks. That's there, Roger, the memes, Roger. man. Yeah. But like at the at the start in the first film, it was like Roger, Roger. And yeah. then by the end, it's like Roger, Roger. And they're like slipping on oil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? Also, oh, I, hate, you know, I hate them. I hate them all. I hate them all. <laughs> the thing about the Revenge, Revenge of the Sith is that was the first Star Wars movie without an actual onset R2 D2. So the guy who played R2 was not in Revenge no, of the Sith because they use complete CGI. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. that's shit. Just right. use him. And R2 D2 was He's got nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah. He was way too much of a character. Yeah. Like, while he was always a great character, he he, he was like saving the Jedi's lives. And, 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 like, and he sorry. Was, he was like murdering Battle <laughs> And like that, and how is this word? That's that speaks to where George Lucas gets his own property wrong. Like, yeah. you know, he they did such amazing things with R two D two in the original trilogy because he speaks in beeps, yet he has a personality. Yeah, it's yeah. a little robot, with, you know, and with him and C three PO, and you know, they clearly wanted to keep him and C three PO in it. You know, the R two kind of made sense keeping him in it, but you know, well, he was Obi Wan's droid. Yeah, but this is my problem. There were so many flaws there because. You know, Obi Wan doesn't know who R two is in a new yeah, hope. Yeah. He's like, who? I don't like, remember. Is that, is that like right? suggesting that Ben Kenobi had onset dementia? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and at the same time, when I think everyone was like, for fuck's sake, when when Anakin was building building C-3PO. Anakin, and the worst thing about it is. Why is Anakin building C-3PO when it's like, that's clearly a factory droid because yeah. in The Phantom Menace, there's a C-3PO type droid serving Qui-Gon Jinn yeah. and Obi-Wan oh, there's loads of silver ones. Yeah, well. but not even that. Head. I mean, like, you you had such other simple routes. Like, it could have been Padme's translator. Tran- yeah, droid. translator. Like, I mean, droid. Like, it was no... very heavily involved in politics, the whole kind of swashbuckling aspect so of it. so out of place in the prequels. Like, because everything else is, like, so much more like advanced yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that's scene a major where, uh, issue with them like everything looks like better in this universe yeah it's like fuck me like why did they go back to the fucking that like yeah do you remember um, 
in Attack of the Clones, and I completely forgot about this when C three PO gets like thrown into some factory, and he's like holding on to things, and, stuff, and to, then yeah. his his head gets put onto a droid's body. Yeah, and I was just like, what? The yeah, fuck? But, but don't tell me you didn't laugh. But like C three PO was like, what's going on? What's going like, on? Die, 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 die. I, I like see. I can like that and I think there's a charm to the prequels because they were so dumb but I can see where if you were in the cinema at the time as like an adult you would be going what the fuck yeah. is happening yeah. no no but I'll look for it if it's in like the Mandalorian or something yeah I think it kind of like, but th- well, there like, was you so had, much pressure on these movies there was there, there was. was so much pressure like, on these like you have Taika Waititi Waititi is IG-88 in the Mandalorian which just like him himself is always going to be hilarious. Yeah. And I, they, they took a lot of the charm from the older trilogy because as well as like how Star Wars kind of progressed, the comedy progressed, whereas the original trilogy was very much, it was very quippy, quippy it was very yeah. smart, but it was also kind of like, all right, they're about to be crushed by walls. Like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But like in the prequels, it's like, let's throw an absolutely ridiculous like creature in there <laughs> and that'll be <laughs> the comic relief for the entire thing and it just it makes no sense and, and throughout each episode well, but the worst thing is is like they they they, <laughs> they they underuse such cool characters and then they have like 20 minutes of fucking stupid shit Kiadi Mundi like like what the fuck am I like who's the Jedi with the I love the, who's the blue blue skinned Jedi yeah I need to get her name the because... blue skinned Jedi, Jedi oh what what is it I actually know all I should just look this up myself she was because you know why she was in the, the Star Wars Battlefront video games as well yeah. uh, I.E.S. Sakura she sounds like Sakura, yeah, yeah. Um, I, lo- I actually liked all them like Kit Fisu uh, no no I liked them but again it was like you know, the funny thing about those is I actually was watching I was I was, I was scrolling through um, TikTok there recently and I saw this girl she found this clip of the the midnight premiere for Revenge of the Sith and there was a girl dressed up as what's her name again? Uh, it's not Kit Fisto it's not Kit it's Sakura 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 so there's a girl dressed as her at, at the, the midnight showing and she hadn't seen it yet and that's such a minor character it's such a background character but there's a whole scene where, where she, she gets dies. murdered and yeah. the the girl was like talking about it on tiktok and she was like i would have loved to have seen this girl's reaction because there was people who got on board with that stuff and so there's a lot of people who watch wait the wait wait do you not think that the uh, like the order 66 was the most incredible scene in Star so Wars. i love it right but i know that there's plenty of people out there watching it going i don't give a fuck Really? I mean, I, there's tons of people but I, I just thought that it, it it implied the scale of it 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 did and like this is the thing is like I like Kiari Mundi and like Kit Fistu even though they're <laughs> Fistu, just Fistu. Fistu sorry they're just nothing characters <laughs> like Kit Fistu's meant to be a Jedi Master he dies in like two seconds yeah that, yeah, that yeah. like the, the whole fight like, scene, like you can look at the you can look at the entire lore behind like each one of these Jedi's and all of their like feats as like a Jedi general and then Palpatine gets up, growls at them and they cuts just them die. down in like two yeah. seconds. Yeah, but like I've actually watched like a breakdown of, of why each one of them died so quick. And the whole thing is that like just to get like really technical with like how much fans actually go into it, is that there's seven types of Jedi fighting fighting styles. 
and the Sith one would never be practiced or how to battle a Sith would never be uh, practiced. Look, I'm just not up for that. <laughs> I, I, I hate that shit. You like, know? That was lazy writing. I know, it was, it was. <laughs> and it, it was. It was lazy filmmaking as well. Lazy and film. on top of everything we're saying is like, I, I love when a series has an overlooming villain and other tributary villains. I think that a lot of series do that extremely well. But what the prequels do is they create these incredible villains and they waste them. They throw they them away them. like they're nothing. And that's why I actually really appreciate the Clone Wars as a series. And that's like my favorite part of the the prequels because you see General Grievous for like a serious amount of time. You see Count Dooku for like a serious amount of time. Maul comes back into them. And like all of that stuff I love. Whereas like Maul, like what an incredible character. Incredible. Get sliced in half in the yeah. first couple of minutes. And they, and it's so weird that like they bring him back in the fucking lore again. Yeah. Where it's just like they stitch him back together or something. They just and give him robo legs. legs. No, but he comes back as like a big robot spider. It's actually yeah. deadly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we, we're running out of time because we will rant about the prequels for the rest of the time. We have to get into the horrible Disney trilogy. Okay. Give me three things each about what you liked about um the prequels. It can either be a character, a scene, or um I don't know a fucking robot or something. Okay. <laughs> and I love that. Hugh McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, that's fair. That's one of mine as well. Another thing I love about you it different ones. is right. Anakin's death scene. There is so much... Well, sorry, not death scene. He's getting chopped into a, yeah. into a potato. I love you. <laughs> yeah, like that is actually extremely emotionally powerful. Incredibly, but I, I would argue the most emotional thing in Star Wars. Yeah, and my third favorite thing is the lightsaber battle between Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that Jewel of the Fates music, which was John Williams again. Incredible. And like, the music it, in this is incredible. It's so good. And like, what I love about that was it, the music where we swell in the Jedi battle, and then in the little scenes with like Padme and stuff with their blasters, it was always really low. low but yeah. That was such good filmmaking. Mm, yeah. That's incredible filmmaking. No, I love that too. Um, so that's what I really love about the prequels. There's tons of things I love about the prequels. Yeah, it's yeah. just easier yeah, to shoot on next. You'll probably have really cool ones. I love Palpatine, Palpatine's Rides of Power. That's like my favourite yeah, thing about Star Wars I, I think that it's really meticulous throughout it if you watched close enough it's something that you wouldn't appreciate as a child mm. but when you watch it back you're actually like oh there's actually a lot of work going there that would just go right over your head doesn't really fit Star Wars as a franchise but I, I love that I love when Anakin slaughters all the Tusken Raiders I think the scene of him in like the landscape going off on the speeder was incredible and I think the speeder is just like an underused vehicle in Star Wars anyway yeah, they're so because cool. they're so yeah. cool like just what never a, used yeah. what a design and I think that him just going and murdering all those people wow like that's unbelievable <laughs> like really really unbelievable and like I just kind of like all of the expansion on every single character as is like I, I, I genuinely do enjoy just kind of knowing more about like characters that you love and seeing like how they all ended up in the places that they were mm. unbelievable for me I love the prequels so much. Jack. Order sixty six as well. Like you can't leave yeah. now. Yeah. What about um, you, Jack? What are your What are your prequels? I like when Anakin slaughters all those little Jedi children. <laughs> you know what? That was ballsy. I don't like. Yeah, ballsy. sorry. Ballsy. These these films are for kids. You say like, like <laughs> But this is the problem. Sometimes they're for kids. He murdered children so many times. Yeah. Like but it wasn't an it wasn't an isolated <laughs> incident. I also like thirty minutes before that you have another happy landing and then it's like <laughs> Master Skywalker, what do we do? <laughs> it's like a blade. Yeah, no, that's an unbelievable <laughs> shot where he just goes fuck them kids. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, what else do I like? Uh, <laughs> I love the trade agreements. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? You know what's you know what's a controversial. You know what's a controversial thing to absolutely hate, and it's it's my least favorite scene in all of the Star Wars films is Obi Wan's battle with General Grievous. What? It is just 
him running away from Grievous, Grievous running away from him in a big wheel, and him chasing him on a big lizard. Yes, and like yeah, the, there's ridiculous. there's no action, and Grievous is meant to be this yeah. unbelievable droid programmed to beat Jedi. And the fact of, that he, coll- he collects lightsabers in a couple of seconds, Obi Wan has all of his hands off, yeah. and like yeah, he does, he it does. Ju- and like it's just one of those things that it really brings him down as a character, Grievous, when he could have been incredible, mm. and like his guards and his big and like everything I, mm. he was so good and yeah. they just ruined he turns into a spider a lot as well yeah, that really yeah. bugs me too yeah. <laughs> yeah. stop being a uh, fucking spider Mace Windu oh of oh, course shit. Yeah, Mace Windu's purple lightsaber unbelievable um, what else do I like uh, about this hello there yeah, I love all the memes, <laughs> the, memes. All the memes yeah the memes I'm major into memes in general uh, so I've got a fucking great love for these <laughs> movies and I feel like that people have a softer spot in them because of the memes 100%, 100%. Uh, let's get on to the Disney uh, trilogy because we have about 25 minutes to talk okay. um, so look, we've already talked a little bit about Star Wars Force Awakens we feel it's a really good movie to kick start back the trilogy. a new franchise yeah a new franchise there's a lot of things that we love there's a lot of plot lines that are set up for the next movies and you think wow like Ray arriving to see Luke is like fuck I Phenomenal. came out and I was like wow this is going to be she amazing was John, she was like John Boyega incredible brilliant uh, Poe Dameron unbelievable Oscar Isaac and like all of the characters they were set up so well and I appreciate it I came out of the cinema I go well, that was literally shot by shot a remake of A New Hope. But, but I was, loved every second. But it was extremely self-aware, and I thought that they deserved it. Like, go ahead, look, you're trying to bring older audiences, like the, the former audiences, back in, and like to forget about the prequels. And I appreciate that. Just go ahead and do it, and then do your own thing in the next film. And uh, like, unfortunately, they, they did. <laughs> but like, there's so much good about The Force Awakens. No, but you're right, and because I think J.J. Abrahams knew that he knew. This is a franchise that isolated a lot of its fans the last time. No matter what I release, it's going to get some form of shit. Yeah. I'm going to play the safest option, reel everybody in, and then we can start the franchise from the start again. And the best yeah. way to do that is a soft reboot with basically remaking A New Hope that hits all the same beats. With, with it, it's also the perfect bridge of your older characters. That you know. Like when I found, I remember when this was getting made, I had a really cynical attitude towards it. I didn't want to, didn't want to even see it at the time until the trailer until the trailer yeah, yeah. and that's always the case trailer right? is yeah. a, it is a fucking banging trailer it's a it's banging trailer I watched this maybe 20 times yes. I, and I was actually watching today like the actors uh, like reactions live reactions to watching the trailer for the first time and you're, were like, you're having the reactions with, with there them, was yeah. good vibes behind this movie and you yeah. know what that's on set you can see behind set they were everyone was loving it even even Harrison Ford you know I think the thing about Harrison Ford was as well is he really liked John Boyega that was a huge thing he was like have nothing but good things to say about him and he's a hard man to bring Please, back to a yeah. franchise he, he, he doesn't like money clearly. and I mean and I mean, they clearly they, is now interested they, in they could have, wants to be involved in Star Wars exactly and like they could have just they could have just killed him off before Star Wars like no Han Solo's dead and he died off screen but no he came back for that first one and that was a great shot fair he, play killing and you know what you they, they did so much right with it you know Kylo Ren played by Adam Kylo Driver Ren's a great character. he's a brilliant villain do you know why he's a brilliant villain because it's so interesting to have a Jedi who gets pulled to the dark side and the light side. And for once, they never really done it. All the characters have been kind of a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah. Anakin, I think there's a spider of some sort. Oh, no, it's that. <laughs> there is a spider over there. But, um, 
Anakin, yeah, okay, it's a little bit kind of the third movie kind of jumps the shark and goes, but at least with this, you can kind of see, like, you almost think that, like, Kylo Ren's going to be fucking joining the gang. Like, yeah, a little bit. And, like, <laughs> um, the thing about, for those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, our uh, posters keep yeah. falling down. So, Apologies, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I get what you're saying, Jack, with, with Kylo Ren, where it's like there was definitely more of a clear. It was more like he was dark being pulled to the light, not light being pulled to the dark. And, yeah. you know, but it, he was. He was particularly insidious in, you know, the Force Awakens because he kills his own dad. Well, I mean, he, even if he does yeah. go to the light, it's like, how does he redeem? Yeah, so he yeah, killed he his own so. father. You know what I mean? And you know, the, the thing was, you had that perfectly set up, and you know, you could have, you know, if you wanted to go daring with it, don't bring him back to the light. Just make him the villain, and that's it. And it's just sad, and that's the bit of a tragedy mm. to it. But they had everything set up perfect for the Force Awakens. It went off really well. They were really fucking happy with it. I've enjoyed the movie. My only issue with it was, I remember, now, at the time was, I do. I, I had a good few issues with it. Yeah, but I think my biggest issue at the time was, I was super aware that it was a complete remake of A New Hope, but I didn't mind, and I remember being in the cinema, and I was, like, getting excited watching it. Yeah. And I'll admit, like, I was, like... People were making walkie noises yeah, and shit. Like, yeah. I, it was really good. I, I was falling for its traps. Like, there was that, that bit where Ray and uh, Finn are running for the ship. They're like, let's take that ship. And he's like, no, it's garbage. And then the ship they're going to gets blown up. He's like, okay, the garbage will do. Camera pans. It's the Falcon. The, uh, the Falcon yeah. I physically went, oh. Yeah. Like, it got me. But then as I thought about it, I was like, you know what? The prequels got a lot of shit, but at least they did their own thing and they committed to it. And I thought, you know, you know, we're just going to get a fucking remake of the original franchise, but I'll be happy with it. Then The Last Jedi happened. And I just was like, what yeah. the fuck? No, this ruined fucking Christmas for me because yeah. these movies come out at Christmas. Christmas time, I was yeah. so fucking annoyed. Yearly tradition, I was so excited to go and see um, A New Jedi. Like the Spire oh, sorry, was a, like, the Force Awakens. The Spire was a lightsaber and, and like everyone was just like loving it. There's a picture, there's, I have a picture of you, Tiernan, standing at that. Did we go see it together? I didn't, yeah. I didn't go to you guys. I did definitely you run like into a, us or something? Maybe I did. Did I? I have, I a, picture of, I have a picture of you yeah. using the Spire when it was lit up as a lightsaber and the two of us are happy. yeah like it was so exciting and it was like the biggest like as we said there was a guy there's a guy dressed like darth maul at the last jedi with us like yeah and like i even remember as well like there was people in college with me who like you know who didn't really get Get it get why i was getting so excited about it and that was interesting because like all my friends love star wars you guys love Star Wars yeah. always had people to talk about it in school and stuff college it was weird seeing people from another perspective being like you're, you're going to see it at midnight like, and I was like yeah of course yeah. I am Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like excited oh, that I don't care I'm still going to see the 2022 trilogy <laughs> like I know I'll hate it and I'll fucking come out but you're going to go probably see have it, a fucking man. episode on here yeah. but I'm going at midnight to set myself up to fail but exactly and like the thing about the prequels was while they were messy and weird and did a lot of things wrong they weren't this horrible corporate machine that the new ones are mm. where it's like I'm going to calculate this to a point where we we try to appease every fan and you, you try so hard to appease fans and it's like you know that the producers were sitting there trawling the internet every day seeing what was being yeah. said about Star Wars George Lucas didn't have that with the prequels he was just making them yeah. and even when there was people criticising it on the internet he was like I don't care yeah. why don't but, I like Jar Jar you know what I mean like the, he's the strangest thing for me is like, yeah. oh god well, you see I was movie. under kind of you know sh- what fuck J.J. Abrams too <sighs> fuck that guy his mucky fingers I, I feel a bit like, all I feel, over I that feel a bit bad I actually think The Force Awakens was a very good setup I thought that it was a bit lazy in the, in the vein that like they were just kind of like 
the new order is the new empire deal with it we're not we're, we're self-aware on this the death star is back you know except it's bigger and badder like you just kind of have to accept it and everyone was kind of like all right because i, I like the characters that like the characters are fairly grounded I, I like this it was heavily dependent on nostalgia is one thing i will say mm. and like i like that too you know fuck it i like like i like the old characters like they'll ease me into the new characters yeah that need, that's that's that what I they had to do and like i wasn't big on Kylo Ren Kylo Ren weirdly enough is the only character arc that I like throughout the entire trilogy I think the rest went to shit oh but, absolutely yeah when it just it, it felt like when they gave it to Ryan Johnson this is what I'll say about the curse of like not having a sole one writer between them all and having different directors on everything you had two directors it was meant to be three directors all wanting to do their own thing mm. and after the success of J.J. Abrams the producers were like right well we we'll just give it to him for the second one like he, he clearly knows what he's doing but Ryan Johnson had the script written so they were like well we have mm. to and then like this film it, it just shocked everyone to its core with how unbelievably bad it was and how un-Star Wars it and was. how un-Star yeah. Wars it was I mean like the like a lot of the force movements in this felt like force movements that you thought of when you were a child and that you would have liked to see in Star Wars like like Princess Leia's Mar- Mary Poppins way who was dead during the film in this and they fly her out the window and have her that, that have her zooming around like, space took a lot of that, that was when Star Wars died for me yeah, in terms of this trilogy I was like what the fuck is going and on and when here? Laura Dern was introduced as this kind of nothing character she's, nothing in, she's character. in it at the a great actress introduced as a nothing yeah, character such a weird plot line and she gets an incredible send off like the could have been Leia. one of the best like arguably the best send off in Star Wars for, for fucking Laura Dern's character I don't even know her name yeah. and it could have been Leia they shied away from mm. that because like I, I, I presume that that was intended for Leia and then Carrie Fisher died you know what I think a big issue would have you know I wonder the how much the existence of the internet changed Star Wars because Ryan Johnson was clearly sitting there going out of his way to he kept going on about how he was going to subvert everyone's expectations and everyone was talking about because The Force Awakens was a soft reboot a complete shot for shot remake of A A New Hope everyone was assuming the next one was teed up to be a remake of Empire you know you have Ray going off to this planet with Luke it's going to be her and Dagobah and there was aspects of that I mean like there was definitely aspects of it the the first Hoth battle is very similar to the final battle in The Last Jedi yeah like yeah. almost like identical identical yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like but, but it was like I'm gonna go out of my way now to make this so different to what you were yeah. expecting without considering does this make any fucking sense like, Lord yeah. Dern's character like being kind of planted as this oh is she like uh, a, a secret enemy or whatever yeah like like this is know. not Das Boot yeah like yeah. I'm not trying to be suspicious and of everybody Snoke on as well. like, just such a fucking MacGuffin well, well let's let's before we get on to Snoke can we please talk about Ray and, and, and sorry no John Boyega and June is that was that her name in it Rose Tika Rose Tika she's fucking their terrible. trip to the capitalist yeah, world. Wasn't, yeah, I'm sorry, Disney. Thank you like, so much like, for fuck fucking off. telling me that having loads oh, of money is bad. Oh my god! Oh, Disney! Uh, oh. Like th- these literally most billions. Yeah, literally, the people who run the entire world. Did you turn around <laughs> and be like, "Wow"? Like Walt, Walt Disney was a fucking Nazi, and like, you're telling me what morals I should have? I was literally like, I was watching this, and I was just like this is just so the wrong fucking movie for like why yeah. are you doing and why isn't Poe doing it why were they so afraid of Poe and John Boyega's character I, I, I like I do not know because there was theories online that they were gay they were gay and like I, and I feel I, like they were just like right 
you think they're gay, that's it. They're each having three female love interests yeah. throughout this trilogy. And, and like, like, the thing is, is like, you didn't even need to like make them fucking... This whole subverting expectation. You know, thing, it right? was just like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you set it up with three strong characters there. You're ushering out the old ones. Stick with your three characters instead of launching new ones in every time. And like, they launched in Rose Teague and look, again... You know, the actress who played her... It's not her fault. It's not her fault. She got so much horrible fucking abuse for that fucking movie. Absolutely ridiculous. But her character did not add anything to that franchise. And, you know... I was, you were rooting for her to die at the end. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 the scene where, like, it's it's very suggestible. Oh, all right, she could die. You were very much like, I hope she does. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, do die. Yeah. You know, like, and while like, you're there. But, but also, it was just like... It was just like it broke... You know, Star Wars did set up some sort of kind of rules in its universe as well and it broke all that shit you like, know what I mean and I'm not, I'm not opposed to you can change how like you know Star Wars does things like that's fair enough it's an evolving universe but at the same time it was like they were just adding shit and I was like what the fuck you know I was and like they like, thought what? they were redeeming it as well like I remember Luke's death like I was almost redeeming it just out of my out of my love for, I did like his death for the, well. I did like his... I loved like the scene of the him physically got and, the two sons. and the two sons I thought that was incredible but it was just out of place yeah. in, the, in the sense that like he was actually projecting himself halfway across yeah. the universe instead of being the hero that he is. Yeah. Why didn't he just go? Why didn't you know he just I mean? go? That was very and Yoda in the first trilogy Star Wars trip. And yeah. they had the X-Wing. And, like they're ready to be pulled right out. There. Like ready right to there. be pulled out like Luke did in Dagobah. And that would have been like, okay, it's nostalgic fucking like. It's a nod. It's you're, a nod. you're feeding us nostalgia. But, but at also the same you're doing time, something new. You're also setting it up yeah. and not going with it. I mean, this is your classic And he milks a titty. Like, he, does, he milks a monster titty. You know what the weirdest thing about the Disney franchise is as well is when it was first announced, you had J.J. Abrams doing the first one, like exactly the man everyone expected. He had done the Star Trek franchise, he had brought it into a modern audience, and he'd done a pretty good job with it. Yeah, he drops that. Episode, he drops yeah. that. You know, and, and J.J. Abrams is a Hollywood guy. He had, you know, he'd made Lost before that. He had made a Mission Impossible movie. This was the man that you get for a big franchise. You know, this is a this is a corporate's thinking of doing yeah. it. You know. Then they made the bizarre decision to give it to Ryan Johnson, right? And give him autonomy, right? But before that as well, what a lot of people don't seem to remember is they also were going to hand the third one to Colin Trevorrow, who took over the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. But before the Jurassic Park franchise, and I hate those new Jurassic Park movies, but that's another, so bad. That's another conversation. Another, another but Colin Trevorrow, before that, had only made like two indie movies, Safety Not Guaranteed. Literally Ryan Johnson, tiny, yeah. before this, had made Looper, which was a science fiction movie with big elements in it but it was very much a small a low budget movie with and like, like Ryan Johnson and before that he'd made Brick which was like a noir film so it was like okay he's a nerd he clearly loves Star Wars and stuff but like why give this small director such autonomy to something you know that yeah. any slight misstep yeah. will go fucking terrible and, like, and you, you took the precautions one with director the one trilogy I don't I don't I don't the best no, writers I, in the world I don't agree with that I think one writer three directors yeah, is, is yeah. the way to go but but I, I think that when you're looking at Ryan Johnson as well he does openly say and he has openly said since Looper you're either going to love or hate my films there's no in the middle and it's kind of like well like why would you give such a polarising director one of the biggest Most franchises, yeah. franchises. Like, this like, has great reviews this is a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes not that I care too much about what they say about movies more of my I, I fucking guy. hate Rotten Tomatoes reviews yeah, it's, it's the worst one. but like the whole thing is about this trilogy I think everyone wanted to save Star Wars. I think so too. I think everyone After the wanted. Yeah. It was like, it was like you took your chance, you you did something different. It didn't really pay off. 
There is people who like there's it. There's memes. There's me. Yeah. There's <laughs> people who like it and defend it. Why the fuck aren't you playing it safe? Because at the end yeah. of the day, it's fucking Star Wars. You know, mm. I I respect elements of the Last Jedi. I respect certain risks. Well, okay. Talk. If you had to say like one thing that I did like. Like because this is why I veered off Snoke because I hate I hated the death of Snoke yeah. but I actually really like how he died and yeah. the, and the fights with Snoke's guard between Rey and Kylo yeah, again that was unbelievable yeah yeah and I mean like look I I mean I liked there, there was you know there was cool elements of the Last Jedi and like I liked that like some a lot of people didn't but I like that Luke Skywalker was conflicted in it I didn't necessarily like the whole thing where he nearly killed Kylo Ren Kylo Ren in his sleep like, you know that was a bit fucking ridiculous and the, the sacred text yeah but, but, but I did like I, I did like <laughs> like what I what did, fucking text I did like the idea of a disillusioned Jedi yeah. somebody who has all this wisdom but is like oh no matter what I really oh, like that, that too you know? I hate that I hate that when Rey arrives and he like looks his lightsaber and throws it away and then goes milks some fucking but like yeah but that was a childish way to approach it and you see that's kind of where what I was talking about about like the comedy of this film is because the comedy of this trilogy is Disney comedy Disney comedy and it's even worse than the prequel comedy because Disney comedy is like okay let's stop and make a joke okay let's have a scene that's funny like like when Kylo Ren is meant to be this intimidating Sith he starts chopping up a chair in Force Awakens and stormtroopers are walking out and, and they're they like turn stopping around up each and, other and, and they're like all like, it, like and it's like look come on like like that stuff is funny when Han Solo was was chasing one stormtrooper and 20 chase him down the corridor mm. that's funny because it doesn't feel forced but like you have a moany teenager of a protagonist villain of an antagonist here and you're you're making him out to be a joke yeah and they, that yeah. followed out throughout the whole thing. Luke Skywalker was a joke in the Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah, he was he was pole vaulting across cliffs. He was milking titties. He was uh, crying about sacred texts that and, no and, one and wanted like, to even be that a thing. bit when like Leia's like trying to feel the force and like Luke's putting a bit of grass in her hand. She's like, oh my god, I feel it. Like it's like. Like, like like you're yeah. you're breaking yeah. you're breaking um, us here. Like you know yeah. And I, I think as well is there was a innocence to the original trilogy. And, and that seeped into the prequels that kind of innocence to Star Wars that yeah. innocence approach to it that was just taken out because Disney is like a corporate machine they approach these movies with such like you know corporate like it's a Starbucks of fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Marvel formula on Star Wars y- exactly you know? that's it exactly just, what it was it, you know, it has to be more than that and like it has it's, to be more than well, that. I, 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 see again, like we don't we don't hate the Marvel formula. We we talked about how we like how it works. I, yeah, I think I'm it so works. happy that we were taking a break from Marvel films. But, but yeah. I think I think it works incredibly well for Marvel films. For Marvel film movies. Yeah. And as soon as you step outside that, like as soon as Joss Whedon got involved in in DC, it's not going to prove anything. You're no. just, you're just conflicting a formula with another formula. With another formula. You know, yeah, you're, exactly. you're you're colli- you're colliding universes and it's not working. Yeah. And that's what happened with these films. And unfortunately, everyone was like, "Ryan Johnson, you fucking dickhead. JJ Abrams, come save us." And like I've said multiple times on this podcast, it's like picking up a broken vase, all the pieces, and trying to glue it together. I mean, he killed Snoke, Ryan Johnson. Mm. I know. I've been shattered. Him up so much. Well, there's literally no plan in these movies. We, we, Snoke is like the biggest example, but another huge example is when Rose and Finn go to that planet, and you know they're saying, "Oh, war is terrible, whatever." Sorry, but Finn was a fucking child soldier for like the, yeah. what do they call themselves? 
Stormtrooper Academy, the cadets? Not the, the cadets, but what are they called? The First Order. The first the first Order. Order. Literal okay. child soldier, and he's like, wow, war is bad. It's like, what? Well, and also, like, these characters, characters. Going back to the fucking comedy element of it, and, and like, it got worse again with the rise of Skywalker, which is easily, like. Abysmal. Let the me, worst Star Wars film. Let me just say, it is so bad. It was so fucking bad. And it, it, I literally remember being 20 minutes into it, and while The Last Jedi was kind of tearing things down in my brain, but I wasn't yeah. like in, like at the last Jedi at the end you were like God that was bad wasn't it Yeah yeah but uh, in Sky I rise of Sky Skywalker like in the first seven minutes you were like oh fucking hell like, I, I it wasn't even that it was like bad it was like I don't care anymore Yeah mm. I was sitting there going I could walk out of the cinema and don't give a shit how this franchise ends Like you know and when that is just yeah, gut wrenching to say that about I'm here for fun. Like, yeah like that is gut wrenching you know to say Star about Star Wars when like the main characters will arrive on screen. And it will be a big thing there because there's there's time between each film, and as soon as the main character arrives on screen, there's that moment and there's the hero shot and you're like yeah like oh like this is unbelievable, and like they did that similarly in Rise of Skywalker, but you didn't give a flying fuck. You don't. You were care. like oh there's John Boyega Finn. Uh, don't give a shit about him. Yeah. And then like where's Poe? I don't know. Don't really give a shit. Don't really give a shit about him. Suddenly. Uh, Palpatine, which I think is the worst thing that's ever happened to the series ever, considering we were told in the last, in the second movie of the trilogy that she was nobody. And now it's... Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, just, if you, it's like, if you're gonna make her nobody, make her oh, nobody. Yeah. She was nobody, like. And then, like, another, but you see, I actually didn't have a problem with that because there was a lot of complaints that it was about Star Wars. The biggest complaint about Star Wars is anybody of any significance is related to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. If you want to make her nobody, cool. Stick oh, to your guns. Yeah. Did you also just not think that it was kind of like, Oh, Ryan Johnson wants to be different. He wants to say that she's nobody. Well, no, because I think it left it open for. I mean, uh, see, no, I think that's the expectations of things again. Well, yeah, no, it is. And but I think he subverted expectations yeah. on everything. Subvert people's expectations on that. Do one thing and go. Okay, that's where I'm subverting your expectations. N- not at the same time as killing fucking Snoke. Snoke. You know, like just shattering the whole like direction of the trilogy, of the fra- of the of trilogy. The trilogy. Do you know what I mean? And and I'm so surprised because. Disney is such a overarching thing, you know. They have plans, you know, with the Marvel franchise, yeah. Phase One, Phase yeah. Two. They plan years ahead. They didn't have. They had no. Sure, plan together. They really know the what they were doing. They, it's just. Insane. They gave way it too much artistic matter. freedom, like yeah. to say the least. Because like back to like how like childish I thought Ryan Johnson was with the with the use of the Force. Like if you look at say J.J. Abrams in the Force Awakens when Kylo Ren stops the blaster bolt, uh, the blaster bolt. That was incredible. Love that was that. like, oh, Love sweet, that. they can do that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm. But then you have Mary fucking Poppins and Carrie Fisher's Flying superimposed body. Space. And it's yeah. like, come on, yeah. have a bit of, like, not only, like, respect to give her a good sending off, but don't make her fly around space like yeah. Mary Poppins. That was not fucking chill. No, like, Jesus Christ. We're coming up to time. We're coming up to time. Oh, but we, we need to talk about Rise of Skywalker real quick, like, properly. Like, uh, I suppose it's just so shit. Look, all I can say, I've seen the Rise of Skywalker once. Yeah, cannot see myself. I'll never watch it again. I've seen every other Star Wars film except for Last Jedi, like Uh, innumerable times, times, you know, multiple multiple times, and then of course all the other Star Wars shit that I've like gone through in terms of like games. Yeah, yeah, and all the extra lore, like the weird YouTube holes you go down. But like, let me, let me, let me put this to you: What the hell happened? Um, the Rise of Skywalker was J.J. Abrams coming back from where he left off Force Awakens and saying, I want to make this about the original trilogy. Yeah, but like, I'm just talking in terms of plot, what, what happened in that movie. Oh, fuck. This is a tough one. 
He's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I think he was just saying, I think he was literally like, right, how do I bring this back to stuff I don't, that people I don't know like? What, I don't know what happened in this movie. I think. I oh, think, you mean actually what happened? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh. Clue. <laughs> okay, Donald Gleason frees someone. Yeah. And he gets killed by your man. And that's that's a big thing that happens in the movie. And like you want Donald Gleason to die, and like I love Donald Gleason in Force Awakens, and I thought that he was him. so shit after that. But as well, even like aspects of this film, like when Ray blows up supposedly Chewbacca with the lightning hand. I was oh like, my god, that was fucking ridiculous. So did you not think when you thought it was Chewbacca, I was like, unreal. Yeah, great. Nah, I was like, I was like, what? Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't want Chewbacca does, to does die like that, but I kind of like the whole like now she can't come back from an aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like how much more do you want to dig the hole? Oh, she yeah. was she was like supposed to be like kind of on the verge of being bad in this. And where then, where was she at the start of this movie? Uh, does she kill? Uh, what happens to Kylo Ren? Uh, he becomes good and then he, he becomes, dies. He kisses Ray, which was the weirdest fucking thing ever. Kind of incest. It is like it's not technically incest, but it just feels like yeah. incest. Okay, give me. Let's do it again. Three things you liked about this trilogy. Okay, yeah, if I you like can that. think of any, because we've been shitting on this movie for like thirty five minutes. That, okay, I might be. I might be. I, 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 might be I think I have three things I like about the Force Awakens. Um, yeah, they're all going to be Force Awakens for me. <laughs> no, uh, obviously, I like Han Solo and Harrison Ford. I, I thought he was incredible in The Force Awakens. Like, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. I loved the uh, fight with Snoke's guards in uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah, for last in, in, in Last Jedi. Oh, fucking hell. I know, my brain is just melting <laughs> yeah. thinking about Star Wars. I forgot and, about um, all the names of them. <laughs> and if I had to pick something from the final film, uh, I do like how Kylo Ren's character kind of comes to fruition but then again he mm. just kind of ruins it by having to fight the knights around and he just kind of slaughters them like they're nothing and it's kind yeah. of like well why were they even a thing yeah and uh that's kind of fucking it like i also want to mention real quick how fucking shit that like zora l bounty hunter with the muskets yeah, that they introduced to sell fucking you action know, figures you know what i like that was the one part Captain of Phasma that was well. the one part of rise of skywalker that I was enjoying when they were in that little village and like hiding from the stormtroopers and you could see them all together like as a team and I was like you know you're you're hooking me back in here now but it's like this should have happened two movies ago yeah it yeah. was like this is too late this movie's okay. ending in, in got another trilogy okay coming. three three yeah, things across the board okay so for the Force Awakens I'm just gonna say characters Finn Ray and Poe Dameron cast brilliantly excellent chemistry super acting in it you know can't fault them. Yeah. Um, another thing I like about all three movies is the look of them. They look mm. fantastic. The aesthetic's really great. The second movie looks amazing. The, the, looks the, so la- the Last Jedi yeah. has one of the best cinematography, cinematography or like yeah. behind it. You yeah. know, I mean, it did look incredible. It looks yeah. incredible. Soundtrack. Um, yeah, absolutely banging. And then the third thing I, I, I guess I liked was... I'm really fucking struggling here. I, I, you've heard me honest with you. This, this really... <laughs> I hated it. I fucking hated this franchise so <laughs> much. I mean... What's, what's, what more is there to like? Um, no, more Jar Jar. I, that could be a good one. Yes, that's true. I like that they, they took certain risks. Certain risks. I like that they killed Han Solo. I like I that. I love that they killed Han Solo. I, I like that they took certain mm. risks. I like, you know, I liked Snoke dying in the second one, expecting an explanation in the third one, rather than, oh, I have a ton of Snokes in a jar. You know, it was like... Well, rather than like Palpatine... about it, that jar. Yeah, you that you know what it does especially is like having... Like Palpatine's the villain of the three trilogies. He's the only one killing of the tree trilogy. And it does, that's so. If you kill him, you know, he got thrown down a shaft, like. He did. Like, they never pretty, explained it either. Far. They were just kind of He like, got okay. thrown down a shaft, and then the Death Star blew, blew up. up. yeah. 
Like you can't survive that. And, and like JJ Abrams just give him like a drip, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you know when you go to the hospital, like, <laughs> and he's not. Hold on to an IV. You're a bit dehydrated, like. But like JJ Abrams is really kind of like. Like, and I appreciate this from some filmmakers because some things don't have to be explained, but he was very like, deal with this, you know, like the first order form, like Palpatine is back. Kind of like, this happened, deal with it. I'm not explaining it. You yeah, know? And yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, I feel like, what? Like, it yeah. was him putting out fires. He's going, oh, that's, that's yeah, it. That's like, it. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know why the fuck Palpatine survived an entire, like, basically planet size. And that was, always, that was always the fun of Star Wars, like, going into the next one. With hoping to get more answers. Clean yeah. slate you know for I mean? any like, villain that you want. Clean slate. Okay, guys, I'm gonna have to end it here because we've talked about Star Wars for about an hour and a half. Well, we gotta rank them though. Gotta rank them. Okay. Um, God, this is gonna be tough. I tell you what, let's just give each one a rating. I'm gonna go through a quick of them and I you give me a rating out of ten. Okay. 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 A New Hope. Uh, ooh, uh, that's a solid eight. Empire Strikes Back. In terms of Star Wars, it's ten. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Seven. Phantom Menace. Five. Um, Attack of the Clones. Three. Wow. Revenge of the Sith. Eight. I, I'm liking his ranking system, I won't lie. I'm very, like, on par with Yeah, it, A New Hope. A New Hope is, like, yeah, it's a, like, it's a, it's a nine for me. I think I think it's the closest oh, it's thing great to, movie, like, anyway. grand, yeah. brilliant Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back. Ten as well. It has to be a ten. Return of the Jedi. I'd, I'd go as far to say that that's like a 7.5 and 8. Okay, okay. I could lean more towards 8. I can't wait to see his fa- his uh, prequel uh, rankings. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is like a 5 for me as well. Okay. Uh, attack the fucking clones. Jesus I, Christ. I'm going to say 5. I think that the this, this story was worse than a Phantom Menace, but I still thought there was a lot of political moves and great action. Okay, Revenge of the Sith. That's like a 9 for me. Okay, now Jack. The Force Awakens. Uh, I'm gonna be generous with this and give it a, a seven. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Last Jedi. That's a three as well. And then Rise of Skywalker. That's a that's a that's a two. Okay. I'm gonna say. Okay, Tiernan. I'm Force gonna say Awakens. that the Force Awakens for me is like a seven point five towards an eight as well. Yeah, okay. That's, that's I think that exactly it, it, it's a soft seven. reboot. I think that it is. It would be better than Return of the Jedi if it wasn't a soft reboot. Yeah. Uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi for me is like one because it was trying not to be a Star Wars film, and and Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker was trying to salvage something that was destroyed. So I'm gonna give that a two. Wow, you, I mm. think you guys were quite nice on Rise of Skywalker. I would give that a zero. Yeah, like, fair enough. Like, I, I couldn't even describe the plot. Yeah. I didn't want to give anyone zero. Like I would have <laughs> given, I would have given both of them zero. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, Ian, let's go. I'm just gonna do it by numbers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One, as one. in the prequels. Um, uh, you know what? I have a sauce off for that. I'm gonna give that a six. Uh, two. Oh god, I'm gonna give that a four. Three. I give that a, a, a I give that a solid seven. I give that a seven. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm a big fan that. of Rendezvous. Uh, so four. That's gonna be a nine for me. It's a near perfect mm. movie. Eight. Sorry, eight. Five. Uh, five. <laughs> five. Uh, that's gonna be a ten. It's gotta be six. You know what? I'm going to give that a solid 8 as well. I think mm. people give it a bit too much shit. Give it a hard time. Give it a hard time. It's always hard to stick the ending of a trilogy. Yeah. I think that Revenge of the Sith is better. but Yeah. yeah. Uh, 7. Um, you know, I'll give that a respectable 7.5. Yeah, it did its Good job. Film. It did its job. 8. I'm going to give that a 5. Five? What? I'm, oh, I'm no longer being that's, on a podcast with you. What the <laughs> fuck? Wait, you're giving that more than Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Attack of the Clones was a tangible, sensical film. No, it arguably was not. I thought, it like, I, I thought, like the behind 
the the closed door it really was though oh. it set a lot of it set up the trilogy it the last Jedi deconstructed one it destroyed one. It made Rise of Skywalker what it was. I'm not, I'm you take that, that back. No, I'm sticking take, to that. I'm sticking I'm, to I'm it. I'm the podcast. I'm sticking to it. I'm taking that. I'm sticking to it. Movie fights is going to be so interesting. <laughs> we're screaming. You know, I gave, uh, I, gave last, I gave Last Skywalker a zero. Throw it in the dumpster. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and one last question. Do you have any hope for the 2022 trilogy? Nope. I'm done with Star Wars. I say I'm done with Star Wars. I'm going to keep watching the things, but I am done with it. I'm sick of it. Just stop. Just please, yeah. just stop. I want the original takes. I, I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch the Mandalorian, but I'm not sitting there going, "I can I need the Mandalorian." Just if you yeah. just made no more Star Wars content for the rest of my life, whew, I'd be happy. I'm done. Do you have any hope? I have. I, I kind of agree with. I in a movie sense. They've I got want, three years to plan it, so it comes in 2022. Like I want. I want it to be done in a movie sense. Like I yeah, like if yeah, you want to yeah. go off and you make want to make a spin off Obi Wan Kenobi show, brilliant. What about a hard reboot? A hard reboot. Like a hard fucking reboot. What? And they just washed the Disney Wash trilogy everything away. away. No, everything. Oh, hard everything. And um, you see, and I they find... retell the original trilogy and then redo everything else. Well, here, here's better. the here's the thing. Like the the first, like the new order of like when it was like thousands of Jedi and thousands of Sith. Like I could get behind that, but like I don't know how much an audience would without any form of nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, that was a great conversation that we had on Star Wars. So, yeah, guys, if you could please uh, subscribe to our YouTube. So, it is the full feature podcast um, on YouTube. And ring that bell. <laughs> uh, please give a like, uh, drop a comment. What's your favorite Star Wars? Rank them. Uh, please follow us on Spotify. Follow us on our Instagram. Uh, you will find our podcast in a lot more places this week because I'm working on distribution. So, yeah, uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, this has been the full feature, and we will talk to you next week when we are going to do a full review of The Boys Season 2 and probably talk about a little bit about Season 1 and go back to classic movie news, which we haven't done in weeks because we have been talking about <laughs> this fucking franchise. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much again, and we will see you next week. See you guys, and goodbye to you, camera. <laughs>